Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Bills, Dolphins, 1 o'clock. Wow. Sunday. Mike Danger. Just paint a picture. How insane is Orchard Park going to be Sunday with everything that's on the line for this game and the way this team is playing right at this moment? Oh, man. This Sunday is going to be fireworks. Gene Bataglia. I think this is going to be a lot of fun for a lot of old-timers like yourself and me that remember what Bills, Dolphins used to mean way back in the day. And, like, I don't know. Is this becoming a rivalry, Danger? Absolutely a rivalry. Biggest regular season Bills-Dolphins game since... Maybe ever. Indeed. Bills fans are going to be ready for this. Oh my gosh, when does the tailgating start here? <laughs> the Monday night doubleheader. That was kind of I Eagles are now 3-0 for the second consecutive season. I think Cincinnati's done. Coffin nails! Bam! Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Travis Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the biggest... <laughs> I want to kiss you. Final week of the MLB regular season. It is the preseason home opener here at Key Bank Center tonight. Go Sabres. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. As we enter our little take space here with I'll Drink to That, the sports bar with Danger and Pataglia, we welcome you on in. Appreciate you listening. And 95.7 FM, AM 950, the free-to-download Odyssey app, your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. Even our video stream for you at The Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch. I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Bengals get-ups last night. That is alternate uniforms done right. Every other team is Mm. playing for second place. Those are the sharpest Mm. alternates, save for maybe a throwback or two. And look, the season is young. We've yet to see Bucko Bruce show up again. We've yet to see the Eagles' Kelly Green. That's right. So there's some other things out there. But, you know, while I feel like the whiteout didn't quite match the the intensity of what you see at a Penn State whiteout, the Cincinnati whiteout was nice. It wasn't quite a full whiteout. The jerseys, the the uniforms, the all white, the the zebra looking, Mm -hmm. those those are sharp. Those are sharp. And... Given what we saw out of them last night, Jamar Chase showed up. I'm wondering, and we'll ask Michael F. Florio later this hour from the NFL Network when we talk some fantasy football. I wonder if if now is a great buy low opportunity on the Bengals offense, specifically T. Higgins, who's been virtually invisible through the course of this year. And I wonder also if if that's by design. Is there somebody telling? Oh, well, if it's by design, then they've got issues. That's the Bengals. That's the Bengals, though. Wouldn't it just be the Bengals' way? Like, we can't afford to pay all these guys. We, I mean, you can. So you think maybe they're driving down the price on T. Higgins to bring him back by feeding him the ball less? 
I don't think. I think it's basically you have a quarterback that probably should be taking a few weeks off so he's fully healthy. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that with Michael F. Florio. That's an interesting theory, though. Yeah. I wouldn't put it. If, if there's one team that I would say, oh, that wouldn't surprise it's possible, me. Possible. Yeah. Right. It's, it's yeah. possible. It's, it is a take space after all. It's a safe space for takes. You can join us at 866-4-FAN-585-866-4326. It's time for I'll Drink to That. Yeah. Eagle fan, are you feeling a little bit better today? Because, yeah, you, you were 2-0 and entering last night. But every Eagle fan I talked to, Danger, was like, yeah, but this doesn't pass the eye test. They're fine last night. And when you consider this, come to find out, Jalen Hurts... Under the weather, some flu-like bug running whoa. around the team. Whoa. He wasn't the only one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you serious? Wait a second here. I thought if you were under the weather, you had to stay home. Weren't these the new rules? What happened to abundance of caution? Where? where no. What about yes. new strains? Is this a new get strain? Do we know? Come on. Get no? back. Back, back. I love this. Okay, you're <laughs> under the weather. Boo-hoo. Go to work. Go to school. Wasn't it crazy how, for guys like you and I, that we had to alter every fiber of our being during the pandemic and really, like, really kind of play along with this abundance of caution and keep your distance and wear your masks and do all the things. And now, now we're, we're back at it right now. We're allowed to be what we truly are, which is like, yeah, don't come to me with your, I'm sick. I'm, Oh, I need a mental health. Get out of here. You show up, you do your job. You show up, you say, yes, you go to work, work. Yeah. You can play football when you're a little under the weather. Come to find out. (laughs) Not a hundred percent, but still out there. With flu-like symptoms. Okay. Did anybody take... Were there tests being administered before to to determine what kind of flu we're talking about here? You know who looks good for the Eagles, by the way? Jalen Carter is going to be a really, really good NFL player for a long time. So that one play where he gets off the line oh. and he goes down the field and he causes the... Does the peanut punch there, oh. practically. Yeah. Oh, just... I mean, there wasn't a lot of great football last night. I mean, the Mike Evans, you know, catch was great, but the the, the Jalen Carter, the play of Jalen Carter was spectacular. And the Bengals' defense looked good as well against uh, the Rams. Um, but both games were kind of like just so-so. They nothing really competitive about. They, they weren't as entertaining as I think we we would want to see out of a Monday night game. I've got bad news. I have low expectations for the Seahawks and Giants oh, this coming Monday night. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Here's, here's, you heard it in the open. And, and I, I'm still kind of stunned. Was that Bill Belichick delivering a line, a, a joke with a punchline and actually seeing it land oh, on our Odyssey Sports Sister Station, yeah. WEEI? Travis Kelsey's made a lot of great catches, but this is his best catch ever. Whoa. Whoa. It is a big pull for Kelsey, an even bigger pull for the business of the NFL. The Swifties buying Kelsey jerseys, that's just the beginning. Gene, who's playing on Sunday night? Oh, no. It's we can't flex Jets. this? It's the Jets and the Chiefs. Oh. Not as sexy a matchup oh. with Aaron Rodgers out for the entire season. Is it? Enter Taylor Swift. If she shows up at MetLife, you'll once again have eyeballs on a game, which should be should be less than competitive when you consider it Zach Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes. So why stop at TV ratings, Gino? Taylor, 
There are Native Americans who would like to talk with you. You see, for years, Chiefs fans have been doing this tomahawk chop. We find it to be a racist act, and we'd really, really like for it to end. Can you please put out a plea to Chiefs Kingdom? And that, by the way, is actually happening. We just get to sit back with our popcorn and watch the fireworks. This is going to be magnificent to watch from a distance. The chaos that unfolds in Kansas City. I cannot wait to see, though, because Taylor Swift is not the queen of Chiefs Kingdom. She's a newcomer. That would be Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany oh, Mahomes. yes. Like, what does Brittany Mahomes think of all this, this attention? The attention isn't on her. Uh-huh. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, let's, let's Listen, it's going to get catty. Well, the, the pressure that Patrick has to go home, he just wants to unplug. Okay, he wants to watch a little film, maybe put on a little Netflix, whatever he wants to do. But he's got to be like, hearing this when he goes home, yeah. this is fantastic. Yeah. Yes, we should want Taylor what Swift if, everywhere. What if Brittany Mahomes becomes BFFs with Taylor Swift? What if the two of them, what if there's double dates in their future and, and it just becomes a... No, no, that's what Brittany wants. Taylor does not want Brittany. Taylor, Taylor doesn't. Would, no. The thing is... Like, there was uh, something crossed my feed that were, like, notes that were given to Taylor about the Chiefs and about the game. And, like, somebody said, this can't be real. I'm like, oh, no, it can be real. I would believe that everything in her life is orchestrated. Everything in her life is prepared in advance. Every photo opportunity, every event that she attends, she's not showing up blindly. She's showing up with somebody handing her notes, handing her a script, handing her a, an agenda. That's how those people roll danger. They That's come right. in, they hire people so that they're fully prepared. And even though I think what we saw online was kind of a joke, but she didn't go. Uh, somebody got her the Chiefs colored clothing. Yeah. Okay? Like, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, she didn't do that on her hey, own. Hey, I'm going to enjoy it while we have it. And, and I know I can be harsh. Uh, on Taylor Swift and I'm not it's not for me it's not my brand it's not you know she's not my favorite human in the world but there is something that that I do appreciate about her is that when she shows up even if it's an act it's it's uh, a display of just youthful exuberance uh, uh, an enthusiasm and an excitement for whatever it is wherever she is I, I can appreciate that. That's very on brand for her. And even if it's fake, which it probably is, even if it's fake, she pulls it off. So I'll give her credit for that. I just want to hit the fast forward button to the ending. <laughs> it's going to end, like it's going to end with her snapping her fingers like Thanos from the Avengers and Kelsey just disappearing into the ether, just like flecks of dust. No, wouldn't it be great, though, if Kelsey decided, hey, I'm you know, also dating so-and-so and like all of a sudden Kelsey becomes for the like this will be good for his brand if he's the one that breaks Taylor's heart what if Kelsey puts a ring on it we haven't explored that oh god that angle that option what if Kelsey puts a ring on it <laughs> I mean she was hanging out with his mom they're getting to know each other yeah that was something <laughs> Well, I don't know how to follow that up to Sorry. give you a, a preseason hockey. Yes, we have. I know that this is like a big old Francesa. Who cares? Like NHL preseason hockey. Preseason hockey. Oh, who cares? Yeah. But here's the point. The NHL does something better than any other league. It's a short preseason. The time between the opening of Sabres training camp and opening of the regular season. You know how long that is? One month. Exactly. Mm. One 
month. Let's compare that to the Buffalo Bills. Okay, if you backed it up, September 11th was the opener. If you backed that up, the team had already broken camp from Fisher. It's crazy to think that Major League Baseball, same way. The NFL, the same way. And if you need me to explain why this is, the answer is very simple. There's no money to be had in NHL preseason hockey. There's plenty of it in other sports. The NFL could easily, easily begin camp at mid-August, but why would you want to forego all that revenue? Yeah, follow the dollars. Follow the dollars. The NFL knows they have something that works. If they shorten the preseason, it will be at the expense of a longer regular season. They're not in the business of losing money. They're not in the business of going backwards. I mean, we were just joking about the pandemic. I mean, think about that. The pandemic forced them to actually take an L for a season. Do you think that long term that that L really hurts them? They're fine. They're going to be okay. They more they've more than made up for whatever it is that they lost during the pandemic, and now they're moving forward. The train doesn't no, slow down. Does it, not. They're going to be fine. Um, all right, Gina. Before we get to Michael F. Flory of NFL Network to talk some fantasy, I know you've been waiting. It's time, and I'm curious too. I still I didn't look. I didn't peek. I don't know what direction you're going. So you've got me. On the edge of my seat, my fingers on the pulse. I'm ready to make my selection for week four. But first, I have to hear your advice. I've had people reaching out to me directly, which you could always do. But figure each week at this time, we're going to give you the winner. As long as we're playing and we're still alive. That's right. Yeah. Oh, we're playing and we're still alive. Look, these are the rules here. At least... The rules of the game is once the rules are simple of the game itself. You can only pick a team once, and once you use that team, you can't use them again. But there are additional guidelines, and it's the process of elim- elimination here. You don't want to take road teams. Ha, Dallas, come on. They're not going to lose to Arizona. They did. Sorry, you're out. No divisional games. Ha, come on. Houston, r- rookie quarterback going to Jack. Yeah. You're out. Yeah. You're out. The Vegas line is our guy. The favorite you pick must be giving more than five points. No savers. Savers are losers. Big losers. What do you mean the person who's saying, you know, I haven't used Kansas City yet. I'm just going to wait until I actually can use them later this season. Correct. That's bad play. Correct. Um, Bad hedgers are losers. I, I enjoy this time of year because the person that put in five entries in your pool, maybe they still have one left. I One pool, one pick. Bad defenses are bad plays. This comes into focus now, Danger. The five worst passing defenses in the NFL. I present to you, which is actually kind of surprising here, a couple of them. The Titans, you wouldn't figure that. The Broncos, well, duh. The Bears, of course. Uh, Seahawks. And this is the one, keep in the back of your mind, the Chargers. Uh. Don't be fooled by anything off Their defense is sad. Yeah. Keep that in the back of your mind for later. I know this is a stat that isn't really uh, relevant to what you're talking about because you're talking about defenses, but I just found it to be an interesting stat. The team that scored the most points per game so far this season is the Miami Dolphins, and it's by a lot because of the 70-point game. Do you know the team that's second in points per game in average behind the Miami Dolphins? I do not. It's Buffalo Bills. Even after that stink, 30.3 wow. uh, points per game through three weeks of the season. 
Probably the Raiders would be a team you wouldn't want to put on that bad defense's list, too, here sure. at this point. Uh, avoid taking the team that is playing at home for a second consecutive week. No shame in picking against the bad team week after week. Unfortunately, that's not how this is going to fall this week. This is a tough week. And no kill shot, okay? Don't override logic. Last week, it was so clear. Take Kansas City. Relax. Enjoy. We didn't even break a sweat. It wasn't even close. And we were laughing. And, yeah, for everybody that won for the kill shot last week, sorry. We'll but talk to you next there week. There are weeks where you're going to sweat, which is what makes this game fun. It makes it great. So to kind of review, we took week one, we took Baltimore over Houston. Can't use Baltimore. Week two, we took your Buffalo Bills at home against the Raiders. Can't use Buffalo. And last week, we took Kansas City at home against Chicago. So those are the three teams we can't. So no Chiefs over the Jets. And regardless, we wouldn't be touching Browns, Ravens, or Dolphins, Bills anyways for this week. So we want to eliminate the divisional games that are for this week. The Lions and Packers are Thursday night football. Uh-huh. The Commanders and Eagles. Tempting on the Eagles? No, we're not going to do it. The Bucks and the Saints, Raiders and Chargers? No, 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 no. Like, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Like they're going to move this one to the side. The Cardinals are 14-point underdogs going to San Francisco. That's a divisional game, though. It is. We have to explore this one. Okay. Cross off. 14 points, two touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you went out because you... And they won. They just beat Dallas. They just won. That's how how much everybody loves the Niners here. Um, yeah, cross off any team that is favored by less than five. So, no, we do not want Jacksonville. This game's in London anyways against the Falcons. The two on Colts, they're actually favored by a point against the Rams. No, we don't want that. And we just brought up the Giants. <laughs> yeah, Giants, Seahawks, n- no way. New York is favored by a point and a half. Eliminate the road favorites. How bad are the Chicago Bears, my danger? How bad are they, Gene? Well, let me tell you, they're three-point underdogs to a team that just gave up 70 points. At home. You look, this is... At look, home. At home. Yeah. Well, this is the only chance I have to pick the Broncos. Let me use them now. No! Don't do it. No, no, no kill shot. That is how you lose. Run from that game. And it's just a shame that we can't go hit pick against the Bears or pick against the Broncos. They play each other. Yet. Yet. Down the road, possibly. Possibly. We're only looking through the week four prison, Mike Danger. That's right. Steelers giving three in Houston. Nope, that's a road game. And for some reason, Minnesota is favored by three and a half in Carolina. Can you explain that to me? Like, why are the Vikings good? We're not taking Carolina. No, not taking any underdog, please. Well, this only leaves us two places to go here. Now, if we're following the rules here, it would be Dallas. Dallas is at home giving seven against New England. But there are some factors in this game, okay? Number one, I'm sorry. Josh Dobbs was throwing a little bit against this Dallas defense last week. You do have Bill Belichick. That would be pretty ballsy if we said, yeah, you know what? We're picking against Bill Belichick. It's a good defense. <sighs> it is. Bad defenses are good. Are bad plays. The New England is a good defense. They have a, right. And even though they have a crappy offense, this game yep. will be close. Yep. So if you're going to go that direction, it's time to sweat. Or do we violate our own rules here? Do we go with the Niners at home against Arizona, giving up 14? Now, let me just point out, there are two rule violations here. Like the divisional game. And then I go back to rule number seven, Mike Danger. Two home games in a row. Right. You don't get that bounce 
here. Oh boy. Okay, this is a tough one. Yeah, this is tough. This is a tasty matchup, Gino. I mean, San Francisco looks like the best team in the NFL through three weeks of the season. Mike Danger, that would be the wrong play. What? Wrong play. Come on. I'm channeling Jerry Jones. I have the confidence of Jerry Jones. He is pleased with our selection. Oh, no. Oh, boy. We, Jerry knows smart business, no. and we know smart survivor football. We are not going to violate our own rules in week four. Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys are the week four selection. Oh, no. Jerry and I thank you, and you can thank me on Monday. This this one stings a little bit, Gino. I don't know that I can agree with you on this one because I've, I'm the one that said last week, the letdown is coming, Cowboy fans. The letdown is coming. But you know I'm right because we're going to bounce back and we're not going to let Zeke Elliott, of all people, come into our house. Well, no, that's we're not a reason ready. to believe that the Patriots might actually gain an advantage. You don't think that they're going to utilize Zeke's you know, intel and what Zeke knows about a Mike McCarthy offense and Dallas in general to, to their advantage in New England. I like teams coming off a loss like the way Arizona, how that game they embarrassed went. them. They did. So like for Dallas, pick yourself up. Yeah, it's a sine wave. Dallas will be up this week. Are you on board with me or not, Mike Dane? I think we need, I need a little time. Oh, come on. I think I need a little come time. On. No, Dude. I'm not going to lie. When when I looked at the schedule for week four, Dallas was the one that did pop off the page to me. Even after losing the way they lost to Arizona. And, and for a lot of the reasons we just discussed. Like, that's they got talent on that roster. They should be able to do more than what they did against Arizona. I don't want to believe that the Trayvon Diggs injury is that detrimental to their defense. You still have Micah Parsons. Mac Jones isn't very good. Uh, what's going on in with Arizona, too? Because they could have had that game against the Commanders. They did have that game against the Giants, and they beat the Cowboys. You would think that's a team that should be rolling over, and they're not. They don't have the the winning culture. Like that, Maybe that yeah. win against Dallas helps them, and maybe that's a, a good reason to avoid that divisional matchup against the Niners. Maybe they give the Niners a little bit more than the Niners are expecting. I'm talking myself into it. All right, fine. I'll go with you on Dallas. Jerry, you better not let me down. Jerry, you better not let me down. I've been calling you the real commissioner of the NFL. As long as we've been on the air, don't let me down on week four. Get me a win so I can advance and, and plug my nose. I know it's coming. I know the letdown is coming. I've been saying the letdown is coming. It happened a little bit sooner than I thought in week three. It can't happen in week four against the Patriots. The Patriots got their win. Let them be one in three through four weeks. I, I'm fine with that. They got to get the win on, on, on Sunday. But unlike last week, I think we might sweat a little bit. On it, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be low scoring. Yeah. All right, we're late. We got to get uh, to Michael F. Florio. Talk some fantasy football next. Uh, Michael F. Florio of NFL Network here in the sports bar. Danger and Pataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fan Rochester Sports Update. Tuesday off day for Buffalo Bills players. The point spread for the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins now Bills by three. Sean McDermott, Bills head coach, knows that facing the Dolphin offense, that's a step up. They definitely attack horizontally, but they also attack vertically with the speed element, and um, they do a great job. Um, like I said before, it's uh, revolutionary, the scheme that they that they use, and, and uh, it seems like they've added some things since last season at this point, and um, they're obviously giving people a lot of problems right now. We will talk some fantasy football next. Michael F. Florio will be joining us here in the Sports Bar. New York Jets plan to sign free agent quarterback, Trevor Simeon. Rochester Nighthawks schedule is out. The home opener is against Calgary. That'll be on December 2nd. One game in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers trailing at Colorado 3-0. They're in the fifth. Gene Battaglia in the sports leader. The fan, Rochester. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. I think, again, you talk about a style of play and um, him adjusting his his game uh, or pieces of his game to uh, a more sustainable style of play. And so I think that's healthy for him and healthy for our team. Bills head coach Sean McDermott. We saw the un, uh, something our eyes haven't seen in a while. Josh Allen sliding on Sunday yeah. after after a run game. We're going to talk some fantasy football now with Michael F. Florio, NFL Network, joining us in the sports bar. Uh, Michael, before we, we talk some fantasy and, and dig in a little bit into this weekend's matchups and, and players that we want to you know try to ex- matchups we want to exploit and get into our lineup, you survivor player at all? Because Gene and I were just discussing week four, and, and I think there's a lot of challenges being presented here on this schedule. If you had to go survivor this week, is there a game that you have circled that you think, oh, that's the one I would take? Oh, it's easily the Bills over the Dolphins, right? <laughs> yes. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, that that is not one that I would be touching in a survivor pool. Um, I do like 
pulling up the schedule right here. I like the Jaguars over the Falcons in London. I, I think that's one that is pretty safe. Um, the Ravens over the Browns, I like as well. And the Eagles over the Commanders. Can I get some love for Dallas? What are we thinking? Uh, Dallas, look, I, I think they should be a heavy favorite for a reason, but it's hard to say you could trust them with complete confidence after what they just did a week ago. Mm. That, that's fair enough. Michael F. Florio uh, joining us here. Uh, let's start off with Miami in that it, so often we say, oh, this is historic. When it's not really historic. No, that was. Uh, not in our lifetime have we seen a team put up 70 points. So what do you make of this? And, Michael, I'm in one of my leagues, I had Devon Achan, who I didn't even know how to pronounce his name until this week. So where do you draw the line as far as playing Dolphins this week against the Sean McDermott offense defense? Because to me, yes, Miami did all these great things, but there was an element of Denver just laying down and just kind of quitting in that game. Yeah, it was not the best effort from the Broncos and their defense. And this is an interesting matchup because through three weeks, the Bills have generated the most quarterback pressure and have the highest sack rate in the NFL but two has only been sacked once so far this season. As great as the Bills' defense has been playing, I think you start Tua easily. I think you start both of the Miami running backs. The Bills are still allowing around six yards per carry to running backs right now. And then, uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill is in play. Uh, Jalen Waddell is always an option that, that I think if he suits up, you want to get in your lineup. Uh, to me... I want as many pieces from this game as I could get in my starting lineup this week. Michael F. Florio, NFL Network, talking some fantasy football with us here in the Sports Bar. Based on what we saw last night, and I know Joe Burrow isn't 100% healthy, and and it, you know he, he grits it out, he, he has a tough performance, he gets Jamar Chase involved. Is now a buy-low opportunity for other pieces in Cincinnati, like a Joe Mixon or a guy who's been virtually invisible in T. Higgins? Yeah, I think it is because you would have to anticipate that this offense gets better as the season goes along and Joe Burrow gets healthy. Uh, I think the buy low window for Joe Mixon might be even better next week because the Tennessee Titans are one of the hardest defenses to run against in the NFL. They struggle mightily against wide receivers. So that's why this week would be the week to go for the receivers next week, probably for Joe Mixon. Joe Burrow is certainly a buy low candidate, but to me, he is one that you trade for and you put on your bench until you kind of see him do it. I know it's a good matchup on paper this week, but until we see Joe Burrow look like Joe Burrow, I don't think you could trust him in fantasy football. Michael F. Florio, our guest, you see his work on the NFL Network and other places. Uh, Michael, as far as I love Tuesday nights, by the way, because it's just, all right, how can I tweak my roster? How can I improve? What what can I go pick up? And tell me, do you think the Houston Texans offense here is is real because Stroud at quarterback, if you're looking for a streaming option, or what about Tank Dell as far as a waiver wire pickup? Or is it still kind of t- too soon to tell here because the Houston Texans do get a tougher defense this week uh, in-, in Pittsburgh? What about Houston as a source for fantasy uh, waiver wire pickups here? I love it. I-, I Tank Dell to me is the number two waiver wire claim of the week, unless A Chain is available. He's number one for me, but. Hank Dell is someone that I was hyping up a bit in the summer, and I think people underestimate him because of his size, but he led college football in receiving touchdowns last year, specifically had five more red zone touchdowns than any other player in college football. 
DJ Stroud looks the part. He looks like a breakout quarterback in the making, and he's doing this with four of his five starting offensive linemen sidelined. I will say, as much as I like picking those guys up this week, I'm playing it safe with C.J. Stroud unless you just don't have a better option because he does struggle under pressure a bit, and the, the Pittsburgh Steelers bring plenty of that. So I'm viewing this week as kind of the final test for C.J. Stroud. If he goes out and plays well against the Steelers, I think you got yourself a starter that you could kind of just roll out the rest of the way. Michael, if you're a Mike Williams owner and you know he's gone for the rest of the season, this uh, this waiver wire round, are you is it as simple as picking up Joshua Palmer and assuming that he's going to get that volume, or do you go off the board and look for for somebody that's probably available in almost every league because he he's kind of lower on the depth chart, but he's been a big play machine for a team that just had 70 points scored on them. What are your thoughts on Marvin Mims of the Broncos? So I, I think that. I would put the Chargers receivers ahead of Marvin Mims. And, and I think Josh Palmer is safer and one that you could plug into your starting lineup right away. But I like Quentin Johnson even more. And I think he is the long-term upside play. Uh, I've loved him since the NFL draft. I think that people mistype him and, and say that he's like a Mike Williams 2.0. He's not. He has some of the same skill sets as Mike Williams, but he is amazing with the ball in his hands after the catch. Marvin Mims needs to be picked up this week. And Sean Payton, if you were listening, please give Marvin Mims some run. He is like sixth on the Broncos in routes and targets this season, yet he leads them in receiving yards. He's a big play machine, uh, and I especially like him this week and, and his matchup. He's a big sleeper for me, and I actually have one team where I lost Mike Williams. My best option to plug in this week is Marvin Mims. We're talking with Michael F. Florio, uh, setting you up for your waiver wire here tonight, and a team that I didn't think would be two and one, but here we are. It's it's Indianapolis and Gardner Minshew. Now, I I, I don't know who's going to be a, a quarterback this week, so that, I guess that's part of the equation here. But we're certainly familiar here in West New York with Zach Moss, and there he was running all over the uh, the Ravens last week. Josh Downs, maybe wide receiver two there with the Colts. What's your comfort level with Indianapolis? as far as uh, waiver wire pickups for tonight here, uh, knowing they get the Rams here on a short week. Zach Moss should not be available, but if he is in your leagues, he is a must pickup. He played every snap but one two weeks ago, over 76% of them last week, uh, scored over 20 fantasy points in each of those games as well. So I I think that he is definitely a player that you should be looking to pick up off the waiver wire. As for Josh Downs, I know the volume went his way this past week. That was with Garner Minshew. I like Josh Downs as a player. He was already uh, seeing around six targets per game the first two weeks with Anthony Richardson, but he's someone that you could pick up. Just no way can you start him yet. We need to see the chemistry there with Anthony Richardson. If it turns out that Garner Minshew starts again this week, then maybe he's in play as a deeper sleeper. Michael, we get the week four underway on Thursday night. Green Bay hosting Detroit. Green Bay is interesting because they haven't been healthy yet. They're a two and one team. Do you think this week we get Christian Watson for the first time? Do you think we we get Aaron Jones returning from the first time since uh, since week one? It seems like they are very optimistic about Aaron Jones playing. Uh, I forget which one of his teammates, but one of them said we'll get thirty three back this week. And as for Christian Watson, they even seem optimistic on him and. I think this is a matchup where you just, they both healthy. I know some people like to take a wait and see approach. The upside is far too high with both of them. I would get them back into your starting lineup if they suit up. 
So in one league, um, I was really down on my options here when it came to running back. And then Thursday, I'm like, oh, phew, Matt Breida scored a touchdown. Yes, at least it gets me something. Um, do I hit the button here again on Breida as uh, I don't think Saquon's going to be back this week here? Uh, and, and you got this lot, well, by NFL standards, from Thursday night now to Monday night football. Your thoughts on not only Breida, but the Giants here going against a Seattle defense. It's been a little suspect so far. Matt Breida is not a player that I'm like, yeah, you need to start. But I, I understand the running back landscape right now and how banged up it is and so you might not have a better option, like you said, and it's a much better matchup than he had a week ago. The 49ers are the hardest matchup for a running back. So I do think he's in play more as an RB2 or a flex option. I've been, I had Daniel Jones as a sit against the Cowboys and the Niners. He scored less than five points in each of those. I had him as a start in week two. He was the QB1. To me, the thing, he, he's so matchup dependent, and I don't even think it's just is he a good defense or not. I think it's, do they generate a lot of pressure on the quarterback? And the Seahawks are around league average in that regard. So I do think this is a week you can plug Daniel Jones into your lineup. And don't panic on Darren Waller just yet. I've seen some people wanting to cut bait or trade him. He had two down weeks against probably two of the best defenses in football. In the other game, he was a top five fantasy tight end. This is a really good matchup for him against Seattle. I think this is a get-right spot for Darren Waller. Michael, I love that you brought up Darren Waller because there's another tight end in the league, and we'll get to see him uh, in London on Sunday morning. What are you saying here as we enter week four to the Kyle Pitts owner? I'm sorry. Uh, I Outside of Darren Waller, <laughs> Kyle Pitts was a tight end that I was very bullish on this summer. I, and I thought the Falcons will have to throw the ball more than they did last year. Desmond Ritter can't be as bad as Marcus Mariota. And Arthur Smith will realize, hey, maybe we should throw our ball to a tight end that we took the fourth pick overall a couple years ago. And I was wrong on all three accounts. They're still trying to run the ball more than anyone. Uh, Arthur Smith has not learned. In, in fact, Arthur Smith is trying to make Johnny Smith a thing over Kyle Pitts. And Desmond Ritter has been bad. I'm now at the point where I think you sit Kyle Pitts this week. I know he scored his touchdown two years ago in London. Maybe he could find some magic over the pond. But I'm kind of calling for Taylor Heineke right now. If Desmond Ritter can't make Drake London and Kyle Pitts fantasy relevant, Marcus Mariota can't, let's just keep going down the quarterbacks until we find one that can. Yeah, we're talking to Michael F. Florio as uh, one game that is in the early window here. That's the Bucks and Saints. Question on the Saints here because uh, a lot of us, myself included, like, oh, I get Alvin Kamara back this week. Great. What should our expectation be knowing that uh, he's had a few weeks off here, Michael? Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll see the normal workload for Alvin Kamara. That being said, I drafted him in a bunch of leagues in the middle rounds and have been patiently waiting, and I'm starting him where I have him. Uh, I, I know the Bucks run defense can be good, but we saw last night DeAndre Swift went for 130 yards against them. The Eagles had over 200 rushing yards. I'm anticipating with Jamal Williams sidelined and the, the mediocre play they've gone from their other running backs. While I'm not telling you to bank on a normal Camaro workload, I also would not be surprised if he went out there and had 20-something touches, and we know what he can do with that sort of volume. He is Michael F. Florio, Fantasy Football, NFL Network. Did we forget any other waiver wire additions that we should be looking at and examining closely here as, as we hit the deadline for tomorrow? Yeah, if Sam Laporta is still available in any league, he needs to be picked up. Russell Wilson has been playing well. And I think what you want to do is go out 
and add the backup running backs on teams with really good rushing attacks. Like Rico Dell in Dallas. Uh, you got Elijah Mitchell in San Francisco. Zach Charbonnet in Seattle. There, there's a whole bunch of uh, Jalen Warren in Pittsburgh. A whole lot of backs that we know are quality backups. And then if anything happens to the starter, instead of being like, I got to spend all my fab or I need to use my top waiver wire priority to get him, they're already tucked away on your bench. And you got the number one waiver claim and an RB2 with RB1 upside in most of those cases. Hey, quickly in Dallas, because I think a lot of us, myself included, we remember what he was like uh, last season in college. What's your take on what they have behind Dowell there in in Dallas in in terms of uh, in the backfield there behind... um, but you know, behind Dollar, but behind Pollard and Dow, yeah, yeah. I, I think right now Dow has looked like a very competent NFL running back. Look, he's never going to be Tony Pollard if anything happens. Tony Pollard is one of three good backfields right now that you can rely on each and every week in fantasy football. He is a top two fantasy running back. I'm not telling you he could do that, but he looks very capable in the the limited touches he got. And I just believe in that offensive line and that offensive system that if anything was to happen to Pollard, Dowell can come up, come in, step in, and be the an, an RB2 for fantasy and, and Deuce Vaughn was the name specifically that I was scratching yeah. for there, and I apologize, Michael. Yeah, I was thinking of Deuce Vaughn, who is coming in as a rookie and I think turned a lot of heads in the preseason, yet he's he's third on that depth chart. Any value to, to stashing a guy like that if if you expect something might happen down the stretch here to Pollard or he needs a breath? I think with Deuce Vaughn, he's more of a, we would need to see the injury happen first because I don't think he's usable unless an injury was to occur. And even if one did, uh, I think he would be splitting reps with Dow there. And I think Dow will actually be the lead runner. Um, But Deuce Vaughn, man, he is explosive. He can catch the ball in the backfield. I don't care that he's my size. Watch this guy play football, and he's very impressive. All right, Michael, I know you follow the Buffalo Bills. Or will you just give us a thought, like real football, this matchup that everybody already talking about. As soon as Washington ended, they're like, okay, the Dolphins, bring these guys on. We see they put up 70. How do you think that plays out Sunday? I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Every matchup, especially the last two in Buffalo last season, were where both teams were getting at least 27, 28 points, I believe it was. I think look, the Bills' defense is the hardest test for Miami, but – Miami's offense is the hardest test for Buffalo so far this season. I think Josh Allen steps up, has a big game. Stephon Diggs is going to uh, make his presence felt. I have a sneaky feeling that this is going to be the game that we see Dalton Kincaid used more, especially uh, just going up and down the field so much. And they really haven't let cut him loose just yet. I think it'll be a hard-fought game, a close game. I think a lot of people in Buffalo will be on at the edge of their seats. But big play Josh comes late in the game, and he makes a game-winning play. Michael, uh, that's music to every Bills fan's ears. Let us know where we can get more of your work here, more of your fantasy football advice uh, throughout the course of the week here as we set our lineups. Yeah, uh, Twitter is the best place to follow me, at Michael F. Florio. Same thing on Instagram. You can catch me on Fantasy Live on the NFL Network, the NFL Fantasy Podcast. And uh, I also have my own podcast, Florio's Football Show. It's out now where every Tuesday I go over waivers, start, sit, streamers, everything before your waiver wires even run. So make sure to, to go and check that out. Florio's Football Show, wherever you get your podcast. All right, I'm planning the seed now for 11 months from now. We got to get you up to Rochester next next year for Bill's Camp, Michael. 
I I plan on it. I wanted to this year, but there was only one home game in the preseason, and I had a prior commitment, but I will be there next August. Appreciate that, Michael. We'll be looking for you, and appreciate all the work you're doing to keep us on the winning track. Thanks for the time. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Michael F. Florio, NFL Network. Joining us with some fantasy football advice as you make your waiver claims today. Yeah, you you brought up Kyle Pitts. I'm like, oh, gross. (laughs) It's just it's just uh, when you talk about fantasy football, that's a name that will just be a bummer. (laughs) It's just a bummer. It's like that's the name that fits. The thing the thing is, man, is is like everybody couldn't have been wrong about him. It's just how they're using him. They're just not using him in the way that you thought you would want to use him when you take, take him fourth overall. You could have had Tunga Vailoa. You could have had Herbert. You, you the Falcons, went with Kyle. Who, coming out of Florida, he yeah. looked unbelievable. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth as we play who's hot and who's cold in fantasy football brought to you by air quip heating and air conditioning. But, I mean, is there anybody colder at the tight end position than Pitts? If you drafted him, if you invested in him, I mean, the, the Falcons invested in him and they're just not using him. He's not living up to that investment. If you invested him in fantasy football, you're not you're not pleased with the return at this point. No, no. And for that matter, too, a lot of people spent a second or third round pick on Drake London. Ah, it hasn't been there either. So for Atlanta and Jacksonville over in London, I hope you have better plays uh, this week. Who's hot? Obviously, the team that's hot is based in Southern Florida, and you just heard Michael F. Florio talk about that. Uh, feel comfortable playing both Dolphin running backs this week as we learn the pronunciation for Devon Achan. 53 points in fantasy last week, Gosh. and the fact that the Bills, uh, look, the Bills will give up some yards on the ground. That's for sure. So uh, feel free to play both Dolphin running backs against Buffalo this week. It's fun and challenging to know when to start a player that's heating up or bench one that's cooling off. It is not fun to be too hot or too cold in your home or business. Make the best lineup call you can and call Airquip today. We've got stories from around the NFL here. Danger. We've got some appetizers yeah. to get to here. We've got happy hour on the way. We've got a round of shots. And you can join us anytime simply by dialing 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326, as happy hour is on the way next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cashback you earn at the end of your first year. Which You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.